Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Streetwise Athlone In this series, we learn about the old and recent history of the streets of Athlone, hear the thoughts and memories of locals and tourists, and the changes we might see in the future. Episode 14, Baylock. Historian Garrod O'Brien tells us about the history of the area. Baylock is the name of both a townland and a village in the parish of St Peter's and the barony of Athlone, County Roscommon. The townland of Baylock contains 354 acres, two roods and 24 perches, and stretches from Duog to Boggan Finn and from Monksland to Ranala. But today, most associate the name Baylock with a thriving community on the outskirts of Athlone, on the old Galway Road. But we don't always realise that this is in fact a village in its own right, and probably the closest village to the town of Athlone. In early times there was a slough or mire between the town and Baylock. The word for a slough in Irish was Lahoc, and Baylock meant the entrance to the Lahoc or mire. When John O'Donovan was collecting historical information for the Ordnance Survey in the 1830s, he recorded, This Lothoc or slough is now dried up, but the old men living near Athlone still point out its situation and exact extent. It seems plausible that this low-lying land between the village of Baylock and Ranala had been effectively drained by the cutting of the Athlone Canal in 1756 and probably further improved with the Shannon Navigation Works of the 1840s. In 1749, the Church of Ireland Bishop of Elphin, Dr Edward Singh, had a census of his diocese taken. The material which he collected is arranged by the name of the head of each household, together with details of their occupation, their religion, the number and religion of children in the house, and the number and religion of any servants in the house. It's interesting to note that the census of 1749 records a population of 80 people living in Baylock. In 1825, Arthur Robinson of Fardrum leased a house called Ansfield, and formerly known as Baylock, from Joseph Sproul. The property consisted of a dwelling house, offices and garden, and stood on a four-acre plot. Arthur was paying a rent of £70 per annum. He was running a brewery in Ansfield. In 1848, Arthur Robinson assigned his interest in Ansfield to his son, Arthur John Robinson, who continued to operate a brewing business from there until the mid-1850s. In more recent times, Ansfield House was the home of Jerry and Bridie Cunningham. Jerry was a long-serving employee of the post office in Athlone, and Bridie was renowned for the quality of the digs which she offered in Ansfield House. The house itself was eventually knocked to make way for the Ansfield Woods development. On the night of the big wind, the Feast of the Epiphany, 6th of January 1839, a couple of stacks of corn and hay owned by Mr Lister in Baylock, were blown away, but his dwelling suffered little damage. However, 
a house next to his, occupied by a man named McLean, was completely levelled to the ground, but no life was lost. T.P. O'Connor, politician and writer, bought the house known as the Grove in Bayloch for his parents. Three bishops at least are associated with the townland of Bayloch. Bishop Brown of Elphin lived in Bayloch for a while before living in O'Connell Street. Bishop Lister of O'Connery was a son of Patrick Lister and his family lived in Bayloch before moving to King Street, the present Pierce Street. And the present Bishop of Clonfert, Dr John Kirby, is a native of the village of Bayloch. Two of our most talented local historians are natives of Bayloch. Rosaline Fallon, Nee McLean, who has done so much together with her husband Michael Fallon to record the history of her adopted home place of Clenown, and John Burke, who has written a couple of fine books, including At Lone in the Victorian Era and At Lone 1900 to 1923. Bayloch also had its share of musicians and characters, including Patsy Glavey, musician and wit, who was a friend of the musician and composer Patrick Sarsfield Gilmore. Marcy Shine, 1918-1998, a well-known accordion player who was a great favourite at Maypole dances in the Hill of Berries, Summerhill and Keelty. The Costello family, who have made a great contribution to Kyoltos Kyoltori. The Cunningham brothers, who were well-known Irish dancers. And last but not least, Brendan Shine, one of the most successful entertainers in Ireland. Brendan Shine ran a popular pub in Bayloch for many years. We visit Bayloch and chat to the locals about their thoughts and memories of the area. This was called Gallows Hill one time because it's the old name, Townland Place, where they used to pee people to hang one time. And bring them out here and that's how they got the name, Gallows Hill. From the Shannon right up to Gallus Hill, it turned down to Roscommon. It was owned, it, all that land was owned by Lord Callanan. And he had lands and castles down, down in Mio and all these places. But Corus Umperere, as they were known at the time, at the turn of the century, they bought the, all this land up from him for the grand sum of two shillings. Now, and they built all them railway cottages for the railway people and all that. That's when, that's when the uh, southern line started. Well, if you walk up from the town bridge, the old railway bridge down the road here, before you come to John Inches, if you walk up along that wall, the gates are faced at 45 angle towards John Inches' garage for the simple reason the cattle used to get out of the cattle trucks are going to the mart. Sedamaris was originally the railway hotel. And the pub next door was the railway bar. A lady from County Kerry, North Power, bought it. It was a maternity home and eventually turned into a nursing home. I was born in Nurse Powers in 1947 and 
my mother is in there in the place, but it's an old people's home now called Stella Maris. Well, I was originally from Brideswell, uh, and we moved in to St. Coman's Park when I was five years old. And when I told the children in the school that we were moving to town, and uh, when we arrived in St. Coman's Park, I, was, I started to cry. There was no shop. I thought I was supposed to be in town and have a shop, you know. And then myself and my brother um, were sitting outside on the back doorstep, and we heard the sound of the ESB substation beside us. We heard a kind of a zingy sound. And we, 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 we knocked on the door and cried to get back in. It was such a different experience. From the, I say the 70s, when T. Murray and Son had their, had their workshop and house, and the B&B was here, and St. Joseph's Villas was here, and the houses on Roscommon Road. And what has come in the last, say, uh, 10 years, Fairlands has been developed here, the bypass has come down here, this side, the shop and the, the, the workshop has all been developed in, in 2000, into what it is now, and uh, this is where we're at the moment, with Roscommon Road, well developed. Streetwise Athlone. Historical research and presentation by Garrod O'Brien. Additional research by Damien McKellen. Interviews by Amanda Gunning, Ursula Ledwith, Mel Ray and Erica Follows-Smith. Editing by Kyle McKellen. Produced by Amanda Gunning. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.